welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. I'm Carol. And I'm David. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the sexy lifestyle is all about. David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are, and we love talking about sex and sexuality, sexual pleasure, communication, consent, respect, and of course, relationships, and hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because... Great sex matters, and we all deserve it. So, ladies... If you're passionate about your own sexual pleasure and you're looking for a career change, then maybe the sex tech industry is an option for you. On today's show, we're going to be discussing how women are changing the sex tech industry by influencing how to produce, market, and sell sex toys and related products to suit their own needs. And we're going to find out how you can be part of this important movement. And we're so excited to introduce our guest, Dominic Carezzos, co-founder of Get Mine Healthy Pleasure. Dominic is helping to shape the next generation of sex tech brands to enter the marketplace and has a true entrepreneurial passion for being a part of the sex tech revolution. Dominique, welcome to The Sexy Lifestyle. Thank you for taking the time of being here. Hi, it's so great to be here. Thanks for having me. Hashtag healthy, happy vulvas. What can I say? (laughs) I can't wait to get stuck in, literally. (laughs) Dominic is calling in from London, England. We're so excited. Don't you love technology? (laughs) Yeah, actually, we do. We love it. So on our short bio that we had from you, um, we didn't really cover all the important work that you're doing with the companies like Get Mind Healthy Pleasure and Women of Sex Tech and Pure Eros and other groups that cover all the different aspects of health and sexual health. So we're going to touch on those individually, but let's first get started by describing what is the sex tech industry? I get that question all the time, and it's it's such a beautiful question. I think the best way to describe it is a couple of years ago, we probably would have said it's like a teenager morphing through some personality identity crisis, um, not quite understanding who we are and what we're meant to be doing um, and our purpose. And today, I'd say sex tech is more sort of the hero and the, the warrior, right? And what it's doing is it's trying to redefine and reframe sex as or pleasure as healthy because sex as the world sexual health and sexual wellness like you mentioned in your introduction it's so polarized it's been it's polarized between family planning and porn uh, and, and and that's it there's no middle ground and what you see today is just this incredible movement and revolution of women creating products or solutions. I like to say solutions, right? Because these solutions have never been addressed and they're solutions of us, of women. Um, how do we make our, our vulvas healthy? How do we make our pussies tighter? How do we how do we please ourselves? How do we answer the question why we're not having an orgasm with a partner but we can do it on our own? You know, four out of five women, they, they want to know how and who to talk to and how to explore and how to discover and don't often know where to go or even what information to get or what products to get. And so the sex tech is slowly coming together. We're not nearly where we need to be, but we 
the people who are in this industry, both female and male, I might add, wear the cape and and really do march through with the shields and spears because it's not an it's a, not an easy industry to be in. It can be quite isolated at times. And you know, um, it, it's it's really um, important what you guys are doing and what we're doing. Um, you know, we're we're coming out with the new uh, Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network, and it's about giving people real and accurate information. There is so much every day. Google gets big bigger and bigger and bigger and there's so much information out there not all of which is accurate and people just don't know what's true and what's not true you know there's even news out there that's fake news that Facebook and everybody's trying to deal with so organizations like yourself like ours our goal is trying to give people that accurate information from the professionals who know it from the inside out. And I couldn't be happier to know that there's a, a network and a platform like that. Just to touch on the social media aspect, that too is so censored and so complex that it deters people. And even our young, you know, young, young teenagers or, or those coming into their sexuality in trying to identify, as you said, is this information relevant, true? Um, is it authentic? And how do I tell the difference? Yeah, absolutely. And so sex tech is really a combination of everything to do with how to uh, learn about your body, how to learn about pleasure and how to have that pleasure. You know, I, I love that. Yes. And, but I love the label. I think sometimes to be cheeky, to fit in a world of commerce where, you know, we don't like to say the three letter word sex. <laughs> we've added we've added tech to it to make it more professional. And I think in a way it's very true because we bring technology today to any product or solution that hopefully will give us a healthy sexual life and a body positive image. Right. Yes. But in saying that, it also it fits better. We could have called it feminine tech we could call it intimate wellness but i think in and amongst the this wonderful bubble of startups because that is where the majority of all this change is happening in order to have the dialogue with investors and and just even the community the business community we've labeled it sex tech right to give it a sexier Mm -hmm. sexier but slightly more um uh, easily digestible easy to swallow (laughs) and and very (laughs) on the nose so everybody understands yes. what the topic is. So then why don't, why don't we get right into the topic of how it's so important that women are part of this revolution and part of uh, representing in this industry? Oh, it couldn't be any more important as it is now. If you go and you look at history, just look at business in general, the solutions being addressed are usually addressed by decision makers in business that can relate to that problem. So historically, you see male products being developed, i.e. the condom, which up until recently hadn't been touched for 70 years, right, Um, as far as innovation. So, you know, heads of companies, decision makers, they will focus on solutions Um, and products where they can relate to a problem. Imagine now if only 1% of those decision makers are women in business. If you flip that around, all of a sudden pelvic therapy, vaginal rejuvenation, uh, orgasms, partnerships, relationships, they are a focus because these issues have been a part of our lives since the time we became a teenager and had a menstrual period to the time that we're 100 and still want to achieve an orgasm. So now women are able to focus on our problems that we're able to relate to and go, hey guys, why don't we have solutions? Why can I not walk into a retailer 
and have a choice other than a Tampax or a sanitary towel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck is my menstrual cup? It's been around for years and yeah. it's not being offered. So it couldn't be more important that from all angles amongst our entire intimate life cycle and everything in between that we've got women making decisions focusing on problems and if i told you that majority of sex toys were being developed by men for <laughs> women's parts yeah, i absolutely <laughs> we didn't believe even have, we didn't even have medical data on where the clitoris was until the 19th <laughs> you know, until the 19th century however people with penises are making products for pussies yeah. uh, it's it's not, you know, it's it's not. It wouldn't be relatable in any other segment of the business, and so I, you know, I couldn't. It couldn't be more of an exciting time where women are coming together and working with women and men to say we need to solve the problem. I want to be able to have sex while I'm menstruating. Yeah, what absolutely. is there? Is there a product? You know, we had a sponge, but previously it was for the porn industry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. This is great. I mean, we're we're touching on every intimate pulse of our lives, and it you know it's 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 great, really. And it's uh, great. It's not even a good enough word, I suppose. It sounds like it's a perfect time for investors to get to jump on board because this is just the beginning. I think this is the tip of the iceberg that's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> Carol, you you would think so, but um, you know, even in I've been in a situation where I've needed to do a pitch before, and someone, a gentleman, has said to me. Um, you know, you can do the pitch, but you you can't say the word sex. What? And so, and so I, I took a moment and I thought maybe someone was filming me. And I said, well, okay, is, is there a specific reason? And he said, well, you know, people are going to laugh and I can't be made responsible. And for a second, I just, I took a moment to pause and thought, you know, often in business alone people project how they feel and so it was very obvious that that this gentleman felt uncomfortable with the topic and so he would assume that everybody else would feel the same and how how pertinent is it that we continue to make this uh mistake where we consider normal as normal for everybody so what my normal is totally no, not normal for you. It might be, you know, your normal might be kinky to somebody else. Right. Um, and so, yes, it is a great time to be an investor if anyone's listening. It's a $40 billion, you know, industry. Absolutely. And and there's 1.9 million women from the age of, of 18 to, to, I think, 60. And we all want pleasure and we all are open enough for pleasure at some stage in our lives. Um, I, I say all, oh, I speak of the majority, of course. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. But, uh, but you, yes. you, you know, what you're saying is so true for these women or, or anybody who's trying to bring a, a sexual health and wellness product to market because we're not just talking about vibrators and dildos and butt plugs we're talking about a whole category because you know if you go to Facebook you can't tell or talk about what the product actually does or actually show an educational video of how to use it properly you can't use um, Google to advertise even though if you search swingers or fucking or blowjobs or eating pussy um, on images on Google you'll see it all but you can't advertise on Google Play and the and the App Store you can't get anything on there and that's one of the reasons why our new sexylifestyle.com website is going to allow people who have products that are going to help people have a better sex life and our tagline is spice up your sex life and live happy healthy and horny to actually put up their videos put 
up their descriptions, put up their products uncensored, and talk to the world. Our, ra- our new radio network is going to have over 5 million listeners. We're going to springboard on Voice America's 33 million listeners. And now we're reaching 38 million people with products that people couldn't reach those people before and our whole network is going to be all about sex and sex education and sexuality so we are giving these people a platform to promote their products and get the message out and you know i really wish that brands would um also take a, a point of view in in taking some responsibility in how we pose the dialogue um and now I'm, it's not a righteous um conversation at all it's you know where do we sit as a brand with whether it's a product whether it's a website like pure eros has what we call the pure mag and like yourselves it's this incredible safe place of content where you can learn so for example if i want understand more about squirting i click on a picture it's a picture of an orange so i don't have to worry about everyone standing behind me and reading over my shoulder could you imagine in london tube um discover more and then obviously be referred for for products and and pure eros is you mentioned it before we call it the net of uh which is a fashion company here but a luxury site for women purely for women for toys for women and really to discover and learn more but driven behind education and dialogue and there's so much attached to language that as a marketeer one of the things that we look at is the biggest asset we have to shift behavior and to close the gap between you know family planning and porn is based on language Mm -hmm. because for you and I saying something like squirting and eating pussy or even fucking is not is not difficult at all Um, but for somebody else there's a there's a huge attachment to a word like that and it's through that cultural attachment and society attachment that we can't seem to break the barrier and yet we can sexualize everything from someone wearing a bikini or Kim Kardashian topless, but we can't put a product with education on social media. So there couldn't be more of an important time to have a platform like yourselves, but also have brands morally ask the question, what is the dialogue we're wanting to have? And what is, are we, if we're body positive, how do we, how do we change that? Right. How do we allow the consumer whether it's male or female, to feel that and to embrace that dialogue. So we have a moral ethic duty as well, as is every brand when they're producing products irrespective of the category. So having having forums like yourself helps brands really sort of echo and shout out. And hopefully this is what sex tech is trying to do, is we're trying to, to break the taboos and shift the, the, the behaviors and the understanding. And the more platforms that give like accurate information where people can go and pick and choose what they want to learn about today, tomorrow, and the next day is what it's all about. So we don't have to just Google it and hope the good thing is going to pop up on the first page. Instead, they'll know exactly where to go and find the right information. Exactly. And, and in fact, interestingly enough, last year, the most Googled question was, um, why, can I, why can I not achieve an orgasm? Wow. It was, wow. In the top, it was in the top 10 questions of Googles. So, you know, this is this is all this is all we've got to go to. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And one, one, one has to question, you know, not only the information and the products and that is when are we starting this conversation? Mm-hmm. So when are we when 
you know, a product comes to market, but who it's marketed to, whether it's it's a young woman or, or a young guy, is one question. Another is, well, when are we having this conversation? Are we having this conversation when our children are teenagers? Are we having, are we leaving their sexuality to them and then letting them out in the world to discover this? So, at what point can we we engage in conversation about about sexuality? And Beautiful. sexual health, absolutely. Beautiful. All right, let's remind everybody, this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and today we're chatting with Dominic Caretzos from Get Mind Healthy Pleasure, all about how the sex tech industry is changing because of the influence of women on the advisory boards. After a short commercial break, we're going to continue our discussion with some juicy information all about the future of this amazing industry. So stay tuned. We're first going to hear a message from our sponsor, the Throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in a warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. Are listening to the sexy lifestyle with carol and david got a burning question or comment about today's show send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com and we just might be answering your question next now back to this week's show this is the sexy lifestyle and we are carol and david and today we're chatting with dominic caretzis from get mine healthy pleasure now as we all know by now, May is Masturbation Month, and people often use sex toys to masturbate or other things. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the sex toy manufacturers, their products. But um, first, let's get into talking about a project or a company that you're very close with, which is the Get Mine Healthy Pleasure products and website. Wonderful. Well, Get Mine Healthy Pleasure is actually founded by our CEO, who is uh, Dr. Maria Fernandez Paraz, who is a, a, a famous urologist. And we're a group of three women. Um, Eliana is our engineer and illustrator. And combined together, we, we wanted to create feminine-centric products. And what do I mean by that is we wanted to create products that allow women to explore their pleasure and whether it's solo or otherwise. I won't go too much into the product because obviously we're about to launch. <laughs> so yeah. uh, it'll be watch the space. But built around Get Mine Healthy Pleasure, our pure focus is once again is reframing like I said right in the beginning, sex as healthy, so pleasure as healthy. And how do you do that is you put pleasure in the hands of women. You put pleasure and empower women to explore and discover more with themselves. So anytime when you have a product that's not just a vibrator but maybe brings technology to the foreground, you 
engage with the consumers, in our case it's women, to understand their bodies and to take away the pressures of ultimately having an orgasm, right? We all forget about the journey. It's And, and so for years we've inherited this concept of um, if you can't have an orgasm, my way, and by my way, I mean the male penetrative way, <laughs> then, then, then you have a problem, right? It's, it's, it's written, it's in the medical science books, it's taught at school um, and, and wherever else it is. The point is, we know now that that's not the case. There's much to be said about pleasure and orgasm and journey and masturbation, whether it's with partner, partners, there's a group of you or just on your own. And so our products are very focused in empowering women first to discover their own pleasure because most of us are starting to learn or at least my generation you know unless you know your own body it's very difficult to tell the poor the poor partner on the other side absolutely you know we just expect them to know where everything is but yet so many of the population of women don't even know where their clit is so you know we've given we've partners a hard time i think we need to give them a break too we we know Um, we know all about that you know being swingers you know we we play our favorites our foursomes and morsomes and for us to have a good sexual experience, you know, I, we need to know each other's bodies. Carol needs to know what makes her come because when we're playing with another couple, she needs to be able to communicate with the guy or the girl because they don't know. Right. Because otherwise, how I eat her pussy or how I make her come isn't necessarily how that male or that guy makes his wife come. And if he does something to Carol that isn't exactly right, Carol's not going to have a good experience. So communication and she can't communicate if she doesn't know what makes her body feel Absolutely. good. And, and I think when, you know, when we develop products that um, instill s- some level of empowerment, with that comes self-esteem and self-compassion, mm-hmm. but more importantly comes the ability to communicate. Oh, sure. And you know, we're not revolutionary in saying communication is the key to success <laughs> in anything in life. You know, you can, it's, it, whether it's mindfulness and business or whatever it is, we need to learn to communicate. Having the confidence to do that means understanding our own body. So GetMind is very much driven and centered around creating those type of products from wearable uh, clitoral stimulators for women, the first ever attachable, mm-hmm. um, all the way through to pelvic therapy products to rejuvenate, uh, rejuvenation. And so I can, I, all I can say on that side is sort of watch the space, um, you know, lots is to, is to happen. We're looking but, forward well, to it. We absolutely are. <laughs> so I'll, I'll be sending you on, Carol. <laughs> Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. So now just because, you know, there's not so much going on in your life besides <laughs> get mine besides um, a PR company besides figuring out how to have a great orgasm taking care of your man you also participate with Dr. Maria in an organization called Women of Sex Tech let's take a minute now and talk about that yes well I, I can't take credit for Women of Sex Tech that was founded by someone at the US uh, from Unbound an incredible company and she what she did is she created a platform where she spotlighted all the heroes that are changing the world of sex tech and bringing solutions to women. So everyone from LV, which is an incredible pelvic uh, therapy product, all the way through to uh, Louis, which is a female uh, condom, uh, insertable, latex-free. Uh, it's, I mean, it really is this hub of just badass female bosses that are saying excuse my language, choose up, fuck you to the world who's predominantly been all about the male cock and let's take care of our happy healthy vulvas now of course that tone i speak only for myself i can't speak (laughs) for everyone but it's an incredible it's an incredible place and also 
you know, anyone looking to move into this industry or to work in this industry, because even on LinkedIn, and I think we chatted about it at one stage, thank goodness LinkedIn isn't completely blocking, you know, some forms of communication. However, you can't put a job placement up on LinkedIn for, let's say, uh, a commercial director for for a vibrator vibrator company. You have to word it completely differently. Oh um, exactly. Wow. So wow. so a place like Women of Sex Tech allows people, young people, old people, anyone who's looking into this as a profession, to see. Hey guys, we're all coming from a professional world. We're not all walking off. A porn set, and in fact, it, that's not such a bad thing because porn is a business, and right. porn is is a business. However, it's a mix of all of us that's coming in from a business commercial world and saying, "Hang on a moment, let's put our heads together and create a product and a solution, so that we don't have to suffer through this for the rest of our lives." It's time, right? It's our time it's now. Absolutely, our time. And it is it is still a struggle. I will I'll be very honest in the sex tech industry to really uh, recruit good talent and a good skill set that can that can be applied in a business. And a lot of people, when I I told them I was moving into this industry, and I even made it public on LinkedIn, you know, I don't know what people thought I was doing all day. I think they <laughs> thought I was surfing porn or going to a porn set or just masturbating with my vibrator all day long. Um, well, I'd like to say every brand should have playtime we we have the same principles in business we have to have a profit and loss budget we have to have a marketing strategy how do we talk to our audience and it's all the same principles nothing's changed just because it's not for your eye or your ear it happens to be for your vulva well a 40 billion dollar business doesn't just happen just like that it has to have all the different types of aspects of any other type of industry And thank goodness for some of the, you know, for the brands out there that have taken ultimately a product that you and I would have gone and bought, had to to buy in a brown paper bag down a dark alley and now is making it aesthetically uh, pretty. And I think people misjudge that women as a consumer today, we want something that is aesthetically beautiful. We appreciate engineering, you know, Um, and so along comes that comes the responsibility of manufacturers and brands like you know when we first had our vibrator it was the di- the, the dildo or the rabbit that was the je- jelly type silicone and now we have medical grade silicone which is going is fast the norm right yeah, a lot of brands like to claim that's that's luxury but in fact women today and, and men are clued up. They we can't treat our consumers as idiots. They now expect to have a safe medical grade product that they can use internally in their bodies. Yeah, and be safe. Now, touching back on Masturbation Month, you know, last last week we talked about how Grace and Frankie on the, the Netflix TV show, they launched a new sex toy that was designed specifically for the senior population when Grace had her, her sprained wrist from using a regular sex toy. But is that kind of how these new products are going to be launched? by the needs of the woman? Absolutely, absolutely. And why shouldn't they be? Because for the first time, women have an opportunity to air what those problems are. You know, within communities of like women of sex tech, I know the future of sex, for example, Bryony Cole, she's doing a a worldwide hackathon, bringing together and opening the dialogue so women can can talk about these things. A hackathon, I love it. Again, another another population, I think part of the population and and myth of busting taboo is that women over a certain age don't want to have sex as much and, and my mother's going to kill me, but I hope she'll never hear that. <laughs> 
My sexy mother, who's over 60, is hot and is like a teenager on heat. Okay. I'm having conversations with my mother I never thought I'd have. Oh, that's Women wonderful. Women over, over ages, over 50, over 60, over 70, um, are wanting still to explore pleasure. And for the first time, have a, a safe space to do so. Yeah. Or learning the art carving out their own safe space so that they can explore. And it's great to see shows like Frankie and them talking yeah, about it. Yes. We love about it, but it's real. It's it's a thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's a thing, that's for sure. Now, do you feel it's the responsibility of the toy manufacturer to encourage a healthy masturbation, sexual pleasure, or sexual exploration? I think each, depending on the product and each, each brand, has to question how they pose their conversation. But I think with masturbation, it's a society thing. It's a society topic. And again, it comes back to when do we start this dialogue? Mm-hmm. Is it, um, is it as, as young as, you know, a certain age? When is it age appropriate? How do, we, how do we communicate to the society that we should be talking about self-pleasure and that it's healthy and that it's fun and it has health benefits? I think it's society's responsibility. And manufacturers, you know, or, or brands such as like Get Mind, we have a responsibility to start that dialogue and to own that dialogue but it's not going to shift until collectively we all are open about it and we all need to understand that there is no such thing as normal because I think it was Esther Perel or that or Emily Nagoski that said there are as many sexualities as there are humans. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Now, I also think that the biggest job is to unlearn those taboos that we've learned as children growing up, uh, which still stay with us for, for our, our whole adulthood. And so the first step is not just to open the dialogue to young people, but also to unlearn those things that we were taught that were wrong about masturbation, about exploration, about lots of different things. Oh, absolutely. I mean, sex education wasn't compulsory until last year in the UK, um, which just, you know, sort of blows your mind. And I think where we come stuck a lot of the times is, okay, what do we say and how do we say it and how do we break and shift that behavior? And I think by including sort of the manufacturers and the brands and the women and the likes of yourselves and the networks in that conversation in deciding what for lack of word, the syllabus needs to look like is really important. Mm-hmm. And yet somehow those those barriers haven't been dropped. And so those in the decision-making, deciding how to talk about masturbation and, and sex education are sort of wearing blinkers mm-hmm. and they're not, they're not incorporating the U's and the I's that have this wealth of information that we can shed light mm-hmm. in helping our children carve that safe space in their life to explore sexuality and to do it judgment-free. Imagine a world, right? right. So right. That would be nice. nice. So well said. And we had a, a mutual friend of ours. We spoke about her uh, when we were chatting yesterday. Uh, Cindy yeah. Gallup was on our show from make love not porn and she is absolutely amazing and uh, anybody who wants to um, learn more just go to her website make love not porn.com and tv but she brought up this this unbelievable point we had a great discussion on it and it's like parents take so much time teaching their children manners about how to eat how to dress how to walk how to talk how to go to school but imagine if parents taught their children manners about sexuality really early on in life and she tied that into how that would affect the me too movement sexual abuse the rape, rape. Culture. and she she believes that the world as a whole would change and be a much better place 
if we just spoke to our children about manners related to sex, sexuality, and relationships much earlier on as much as we spoke to them about regular table manners, about using your fork and knife? I couldn't agree more. I look at my daughter and I think to myself, a world where she has the self-esteem and the self-compassion not to cave to peer pressure, but to choose when she wishes to share pleasure because she already knows how to pleasure herself um, and, and what that would mean for her relationships in the future, whether it's male, female or both. Um I imagine that world and that is one of my biggest drivers as to wh- why I'm in this industry where Louis, the, the condom, says it beautiful, the founder, Lisa says, um, you know, when you get into a car, your daughter puts her own seatbelt on. But when she wants to have sex, she has to ask some, a boy to put a condom on to protect her. Mm-hmm. In what world do we work in that there needs to be products and solutions and a conversation that our children feel comfortable and most importantly, not judged? Absolutely. And take care of it themselves. Sorry, go ahead. No, just getting back to the sex toy manufacturers, we have a good friend, Alicia Sinclair from uh, B-Vibe and Luwand and the Cowgirl, and she's been Mm. on our show a couple of times, and she considers... um, Uh, education, sex education, as important as marketing and selling her product. And so she she actually became a sex educator. And now when you buy her product, there's a whole brand of documentation in there that talks about how to use it properly, how to uh, prepare yourself. Especially um, for the anal toys that she sells. Especially for the anal toys she sells. (laughs) Because you Um, want to use them safely, right? So how do you feel about brands, you know, expanding more from sales and marketing and tying that educational component into the product that they're selling? Well, from a commercial perspective, it's the key to success. From a, from a societal and, and moral marketing, I think it's it should be enforced. And that's really harsh. That's a really strong statement to make. If you look at... Um, maybe some online for uh, online shops for example um when you it's very product focused right you type something in you might go cockering and and this flood of products come at you with you know 5.99 to 199 and it's all about product 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 and if you're lucky they might do a quick product demonstration right of the product uh on a youtube but nothing else. There is no the peripheral support. For example, I did a live Q&A show, uh, and one of the questions from the public was, from a woman who was over 60, how do I encourage my partner, how do I get him to wear a butt plug? Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, um, and I, it, it, you know, how? So she can go and search on a product for butt plug, and this influx will come to her, but nothing to teach her the confidence of how to approach the topic or how to ask or how to get him at the time to join in. There's no support whatsoever. And so, again, for those brands and those manufacturers that aren't doing it, I think in time they will suffer because the consumer is getting cleverer and is more informed and they want, we want more. You know, we statistically four out of five women want more information and support. And a lot so of we don't just want a whole thing, you know, shit thrown at the wall and hope it sticks. So, you know, congratulations to any brand that understands that when they deliver a product, education, and I don't just mean that in the schoolyard education, mm-hmm. is key to shifting the consumer, to supporting the consumer, and to really nurturing that con- consumer. 
you know, in their life and, and as from a business perspective, of course, they'll stick with you. And of course, as we push boundaries and try new things, we're very hesitant. But when we find a product that has all the information we need to learn and be more confident to use it, that's the that's the brand I'm going to choose. For sure. And, and a brand that educates is a brand that listens to their consumer. So as you say, Carol, if you're going to explore and you want something different, um, the only way we know is if our consumer tells us, you know, if, if there's a demand out there for that's how innovation is born when you listen to your consumer and you don't let go of your consumer's hand when you when they bought a product so if i bought a product for example and uh, i tried it out the idea that a brand would then come and ask me how did it go did you have you watched the video did you take advice on this or if you have any questions ask us this is a safe place right yes imagine a world where you could say you know i want a jewel buckler (laughs) (laughs) how does that work (laughs) Just ask. <laughs> Just ask. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dominic, hang on for a second. Uh, we're going to remind everyone this is the Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and today we're talking with Dominic Karetsis from Get Mine Healthy Pleasure. And when we come back, we're going to look into busting some myths about sex toys and the industry. And now a quick word from our sponsor, Adam and Eve. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code GREATSEX at checkout, and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code GREATSEX. That's G-R-E-A-T-S-E-X at adamandeve.com. are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com and we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David and today we're talking with Dominic Karetsis from Get Mine Healthy Pleasure and now it's time for some sexy myth busting all about sex toys and the sex tech industry. Each show, we invite our sexpert guests to bust a few sexy fun myths to help us filter through some of that misinformation that we find on the internet, especially when it comes to the topic of sex and sexuality. So, Dominic, are you ready to get started? Yes. <laughs> okay. You're going to tell us if this is a myth or, or a truth and oh, why. Okay. 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 So here's one. Can I, can I put a disclaimer that says I probably talk more about sex than I do do it? <laughs> well, we'll have to fix that. You know, we'll we're, figure we're, that one out. We're, we? <laughs> we're, coming, we're coming to Cap Dag in the south of France from uh, July 2nd to 12th, and you might want to join us in the Naked City. <laughs> Pop down and see us. <laughs> so here we okay. go. Uh, sex toys are for are just for singles or lonely people who have no option but to use something with a battery. 
Oh, fuck off, no. <laughs> Sex toys. You know, toys being the operative word. I mean, what do you think when you say toys? It's fun. playful. Fun, fun, it's fun. fun. It's, it's enjoyable. And, and that's what it's supposed to be. Sex toys are for those who, who want to play and want to have fun. And, and you know, previously... We know that statistics tell us that a lot of uh, partners are are threatened by the sex toy, you know. Um, and I have a whole theory on that one, but I think it, it's fast becoming very different, as we know, because the industry is growing. And it's just again, it's back to I want to have a toy. Will he be threatened, or will she be threatened? How do I how do I introduce it? How do I bring this this menage a trois into my bedroom that has a battery? <laughs> yes. Okay, yes. I got the next one. Butt plugs and anal sex are just for men to do on women. No, absolutely not. Gosh, you're missing out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just um, bringing up the myth. <laughs> yeah, the myth, the myth is there. That's right. I think the myth is very strong that uh, that it's it's either within the LGBT environment or, or just for women. But um, what can I say? It's uh, it's something I think you know explore figure it out so you know, if, try it out so if a, if a woman puts on a strap on and does her husband up the ass which is called pegging does that make him bisexual uh, um, I don't think so. No, I, don't I don't think, think so, so either. It's, 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 within, it's, it's right. It's within their yeah. couple. They're pushing boundaries and exploring yeah. fantasies. And uh, what's good for her is good for him. Absolutely. It's like saying, well, if I like anal, does that make me want to be a gay man? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So here's another myth. The female orgasm has no evolutionary benefit, so there's no need to worry if she doesn't come. Well, there's two statements in that one. I believe that myth is probably very much alive. It's the lazy, lazy, lazy partner's view. There is so much to be had, evolutionary speaking, between achieving your orgasm and the journey along the way. Again, health benefits being one of them, intimacy, connectivity, desire, all of them. And I think if your partner doesn't come or doesn't have an orgasm, it's something to be explored. You know, majority of people can can reach an orgasm unless, of course, there's maybe physiological or psychosomatic issues. But it can always it can get better. That's that's the joy. But I do believe that unfortunately that myth is still out there. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you're right. So if a woman has a sex toy, she won't need a man. Oh, I've heard that so many times. That myth is for sure there, and it couldn't be further from the truth. I think that that one sort of feeds into, you know, the the, the threatened partner that's brought in. You know, that, that you bring in a vibrator, and he feels like he's not needed anymore. Um, that's like saying, well, if I, you know, again, the myth that uh, if I masturbate, I, I don't. It's because I don't want to have sex with my partner, or um, I don't. I shouldn't masturbate because I have a partner. You know, absolutely. Like that is so not true. It's not true. We need to break it. <laughs> absolutely. And you know, Carol and I, uh, we have great sex. And and Carol, um, more often than not, comes from me eating her pussy and you know getting in there. And she's a big squirter, and she'll squirt and she'll have this massive orgasm, and maybe a, a couple of others will roll into it, and then I'll fuck her and I'll come. And now we're finished for that round. And then she loves taking out her favorite toy right now is the womanizer and she'll put it on her clit and she'll come three or more, four more times while I'm sucking on her tits or she might be sucking on my cock, which is super sensitive. And we're having some more great sex, which is 
including a toy. <laughs> so we absolutely agree that sex toys are not there instead of a guy. For us, it just enhances our great sex life. You know, statistically, and, and, and this is, again, get mine, as we very sort of get deep into detail. 29% of women can achieve an orgasm through penetration, which means the rest of us, yeah. 70%, yeah. need some kind of clitoral stimulation. And 83% of women today are using a some kind of stimulation because we've discovered our clit mm-hmm. and it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the idea that I think on for the partner that they can um, have pleasure and intimacy and connection and this toy allows it to be even more incredible. And remember, toys, don't just have to be used on women anymore. This is, again, this is what's incredible about this industry is we're thinking about products all the time and solutions all the time. And it doesn't have to be a once-off. It doesn't have to be a substitute. If anything, it's complementary. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We agree. So here's another myth that I know is floating around out there. Vibrators will desensitize you and make it so that you cannot orgasm without them. Well, I have no doubt that our our Dr. Maria would probably have a lot of statistics and information about this. I think, you know, vibrators come with different uh, vibration settings and different frequencies. On the whole, that that myth is probably closer to being incorrect. However, there are times where some vibrations or frequencies are maybe too strong. Um, And so they can can break down the capillaries, they can make it harder for the blood to flow, but we're talking excessive use of, of a vibrator. So in most instances, no. I think again, it's understanding that a vibrator isn't a substitute for some. doesn't have to be just a substitute for something. Play can also be with your hands, other body parts, um, water. It can be anything. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Sure. All right, Dominic. That was great. Um, I'll let you have one last um, comment here about this one. Masturbation diminishes your ability to enjoy sex with your partner. Absolutely. Rubbish. <laughs> it does. Yeah, again, it does exist. Um, the idea of masturbation and self-play is discovering your body. And like we said in the beginning, imagine a world where you know exactly what pleases your body and then being able to tell someone uh, how to please you. Imagine the world of being able to connect intimately with a partner or partners because you know how your body works. We do the same, you know, when we go to gym. We know how to do our weightlifting or what's going to make our ass tighter or our tits north-facing. It's the exact same. Play and have fun and pleasure is healthy. So now you can share that. Yeah, yeah, I like love tits. it. I like tits that face now. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a mom. I'm a mom. You know, this, these are first world dreams. <laughs> All right, Dominic. Thanks so much. Just hang on. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. And today we're talking with the amazing Dominic Caretzis from Get Mine Healthy Pleasure. Coming up next is our favorite segment, which is Great Sex Matters. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. This portion of The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David is sponsored by Naughty in New Orleans, July 25 to 29, 2018. Naughty in New Orleans is the largest lifestyle convention for couples in the world. With over a thousand couples, this event is not only a full takeover of the French Quarter's biggest hotels, it takes over Bourbon Street too. It sure does, and boy was it amazing last year. But if you want to join us this year for a five-day, four-night hotel takeover alternative lifestyle convention, then 
Join us because it's a gathering of open-minded couples who are all interested in exploring their sexuality while visiting one of the sexiest cities in America, New Orleans. Check out our website for all the details, the sexylifestyle.com travel and events page. are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com and we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David and today we're talking with Dominic Karetsis from Get Mine Healthy Pleasure. And now for our favorite part of the show where we get to talk about great sex because... Great sex matters and we all deserve it. You know, I saw a post online and I thought it was very relevant for this show because I'd like to get a little personal with Dominic. So here's the quote. Yeah, I'd like to get personal with Dominic too. <laughs> She's so beautiful. Here's the quote. I'm still dreaming about coming to that fabulous fuck fest. Yay. All right, we'll send you all the details. (laughs) We'll send you the details for sure. It's wonderful. So this is what I saw. Work is expending effort on things we don't want to do, and passion is expending energy on the things we love to do. So, Dominic, you know, we can tell you're so passionate about everything you do, all the work that you do, but perhaps we shouldn't call it work. However, you know, sex is personal, and now you've made it your business. Uh, Interesting that, you know... It's for the first time in my life, I I found my happy place. Everybody, I think, goes through life where they want to answer on a career, on a professional purpose. What's your why? You know, why, why, why this industry? Why this category? Why this job? Why this whatever? And sex for me has been sort of a pulsating thread throughout my life, as is everyone else. But I've, I've had such a secluded relationship with it constantly it's like this other person that lives in my head that I continue to have conversations with as a teenager as a woman um, you know could I vocally say out loud that I was that I could have a one night stand and be totally one night pleasure and be totally okay with that you know not expect to, to fall in love and get married or well, is sex important enough in my life for it to feature important on my checkbox in a marriage or in a partnership? You know, can I say those things out loud? And through my years on, on, on radio and just my personality, I tend to talk about things that people maybe would like to keep quiet on. And if you talk to me long enough, sex inevitably will be, end up being the topic <laughs> of conversation. And it's wonderful to be in the space where... Not only is it a way of life and a, and, and a cause and my a little bit of a legacy, um, I could never, ever go back to you know, shipping maritime <laughs> ships, ships and sex, from ships to vibrators, from one engine to the other. But, you know, through the worlds of marketing and branding, I finally found a place where, um, you know, hopefully, collectively, we all make this little difference. We all pave a way to, to the way women will see themselves. Absolutely. And that's where we came from, too. Carol came yeah. from sales and marketing, importing cookies, candies, and chocolates. I came from a fuel management industry. You know, sex is our passion, and there's not enough people out there who get to talk about sex. But I have a little personal question for you. So yes. you're, you're a single mom. And you're out there and obviously, you know, the, the world for women is, could be a little dangerous and people, you know, judge and l- look differently upon women doing stuff in the sex industry. So when you're out there and people say, so Dominic, 
what do you do? Oh, the greatest question. <laughs> and, and you tell them, what type of responses do you get? And then how do you tell them, you know, just be happy well, for me? Yeah, I mean, in the beginning, I, I would deter from ever trying to answer that question because as a single mom and, and getting back into the dating world, I, it, the, the results really varied from instant sexting. So I would get a dick pic, for oh, example, yeah, within like 30 seconds, which some women are exposed to just being on Tinder, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and all the way to total and utter disgust. And, and, and I thought at the time I was sitting in, in front of someone who could be open-minded and at least in engage with me in that conversation. I'm really fortunate enough to have found that special partner that when I, he asked the question and he said, oh, that's interesting. Tell oh, me more. Oh, and I thought, go. oh, he's got me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm done. That's it. But everything from, you know, thinking that I was going to be the best fuck mm-hmm. or the best lay to, to dick pics, to absolute disgust and even what do you call slut shaming? <laughs> yeah. And, Again, just sort of echoing these messages that women have to uh, deal with, whether we want them in our lives or not from a young age, they are whether it's fear of getting pregnant or STDs or slut shaming because you enjoy sex and now you work in it and now you openly publicly talk about it. You know, it, it, in the olden days, I would have been, you know, centuries ago, I would have been branded. Oh, for sure. Right? Scarlet A or tomatoes thrown at me or, or even killed, right? And at times it often felt like that. Uh, and then I used to switch it around and use it as my sort of silver bullet, right? So on the dating app, which is how we talk, I would tell people. And then the instant reaction would be my gauge between, do I really want to go out with this dickhead? Yeah. Or do I really actually, he's being a real gentleman and he considers this something he doesn't know. So if you don't know, no hashtag knowledge is sexy. Yeah. Figure yes. it out. Yes. Ask a few questions and let's. Let's go from there. Um, and then others would just go into a full-fledged, oh, I have this problem. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Even worse. <laughs> no, I don't care. <laughs> but why do you think there's such a taboo surrounding the sex tech world for women? Oh, I think it's, again, it has that three-letter word, sex. Sex is defined what happens for three minutes when when traditionally a cock enters a pussy right and that's it not even what happens to the clitoris so you say the word sex and the whole world comes to a standstill and everyone has an image in their head of that of that yeah and so it's breaking that down and saying you know and for a long time women believe that sex is just it's not Sex is not defined just by penetration. And so until those taboos are broken, until those walls are broken down, we're not going to be able to to have this conversation like we discuss, uh, the, you know, your elbow, for example, or, or how's your hamstrings after right. a hard workout. We want to get to that level. My, my vulva is not healthy, Doc. Yeah. Can you help me? So being the sexy, sexual, beautiful person that you are, are men intimidated that you know more about sex than they do? Uh, Yes, some of them. I think I experienced that. Um, I think some, maybe not that I knew more, but maybe that they felt that they wouldn't live up to something. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the wonderful, it's very hard to try and explain to someone. I'm not a genius when it comes to sex because how I like sex and how everyone else likes sex is different, right? But I know me and I know my body. So we can either fumble around or I can make this a lot easier for you and we can have a lot of fun. It's hard to translate that message to somebody. Um, and also if someone 
is raised or or not broken within their own taboos or open, shall we say, to a level where you can connect, that relationship can fast deteriorate. You know, in our lives, we, we, we put so much focus on love and relationships and love is important. And whether it's, again, with one partner, polyamorous, whatever it is, love is a, a, one of the whys of to why we exist. But yet we take no time to figure out how that love can crumble. And, you know, without going into too much detail, one of my biggest failures of my relationship was because, you know, we were on different pages. Mm-hmm. So what is what is sexy and delicate to me and, 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 and beautiful to me and, and what fits in my sexual box is not necessarily compatible with someone else so that becomes very difficult and again we're not taught how to deal with that so you see a lot of the relationships crumble the communication crumble and as a result whether we like it or not you see society crumble (laughs) well we always say that the relationships begin and end in the bedroom and what happens between the sheets is very critical to your relationship Absolutely. And so Can you imagine a world where it was better. Yeah, on, absolutely. <laughs> but how was working in the sex tech industry? How has that opened your mind to all the sexual possibilities out there? And has your sex life improved? Oh, absolutely. Um, my sex life, because my confidence in my body and what pleases me. And also, every now and then, I slap myself on the wrist because you can get very tunnel vision or very comfortable uh, in a place where you think you've seen it all and know it all. And that's definitely yes. not the case. Yes. And there's times where one can preach being judgment free, but I listened to an incredible podcast about uh, people who, who have an, not an addiction, but a desire to be with people who are handicapped. And I'm sure that there is a name attached to it and I can't remember it for now. And I listened to the podcast and I didn't, I didn't have a specific thought, but I knew somewhere inside of me, it wasn't sitting, sitting right. And I thought, hang on, Dom, are you judging? You, you don't get to judge, but you get to learn and discover more, right? And I think, again, that's the ethos of, of sexuality. I, I, want, I didn't feel comfortable with that conversation, so I had to ask myself, mm. what's, what's making me not feel comfortable about this conversation? And have the uncomfortable conversation with myself first. And I'd like to think that doing that and, and being in, the, in that position allows me, to hopefully, to be better at my own sexuality. Yes, absolutely, because we don't ask ourselves enough times uh, when, right. we, when we want to judge something, which is an automatic reaction, we have to stop and say, asking ourselves why we want to judge that and what about you know, us is involved in that we, judgment. Exactly, and we talk so much about mindfulness and, and all of this, but when last did you check in and ask your sexuality how it is? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's a great check question. In with your pussy. <laughs> check in with your pussy and see how you're doing. I try, I try getting close to my cock, but I just can't bend over that far. <laughs> If you see David yeah. doing yoga, you'll see how funny that must look. <laughs> so I think we've got time for one final question, which is uh, we like to end the show with some real advice. So why don't you help us give us some advice that you could offer women and men who are sex positive and they're passionate about their sexual pleasure and they might like to be in the sex tech industry, but they don't really know if their friends and family will be accepting enough to allow them to jump on board as a career move so i think anyone who who would like to be in this industry who's if their biggest challenge is how to deal how to deal with it in their family would be to again discover themselves more and we come back to the question of information 
and Knowledge is Sexy. And there's really great reads out there. There's a wonderful book called Clitorati. There's a wonderful book called uh, Come As You Are by Emily Nagoski. And, you know, following people like Esther Perel and people like yourselves and really just studying and immersing yourself in the industry and sense check if you're comfortable with it. Because when you're comfortable with it and you you feel like you can add value to that industry and that's a space that you want to be in, then you have the confidence to educate those who question and judge you. It's being armed with, uh, you know, people who, who go, sorry, what is it that you do and run away yeah. within party after one drink, they come back with a bit of guts and, a, and an alcohol, alcoholic beverage and ask me, within the first three minutes of me explaining, there's this nod of understanding where it sinks in and they go, oh, this isn't as, as scary as I thought it was. Oh, I can relate to that mm-hmm. because, you know, I, I, I don't want to have sex when I have my period, but my, my, my partner does. There's always something that they can relate to. So when you arm yourself with understanding and knowledge, then you're able to answer those questions of judgment. And also, by, by now, you've probably fallen in love with the industry, so you don't give a fuck to anyone if they spoke to um, But, you know, having the knowledge is sexy, so having that with you means really being able to say, well, actually, let me put it to you this way, and can you relate? Because now you know why I want to sit in this space. Oh, great. That sounds Beautiful. wonderful. Dominic, that was such an amazing show. We could probably go on for hours and hours talking with Good. you. Thank you, you so much for having me. You are a great speaker, and I know we're going to find lots of great things to do together, to work together in the near future. Why don't you just take a minute to tell everyone how they can reach out to you to uh, get mine and social media? Well, you can find me on Dominique Caretzos on Instagram, but I would... Uh, recommend hopping on to getmindhp.com and discover more about our ethos and our products. And if you have any questions about anything to do with sexuality and what products best to use, hop on to pureeros.com. It's a wonderful environment, very content driven. It's got great articles, great knowledge, very sexy space to be in and great products from brands all across the world that will help you and your partner. Wonderful. Beautiful. So as you did today, you know we're learning more and more every week with our fantastic sexpert guests, and we hope you do too. So remember, great sex matters. And you deserve it. We encourage every couple to make a point of learning more about sex and sexuality and all the different ways to spice up your sex life. To find out more, you can go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com radio show guest page, and see all our amazing sexpert guests. So click on their link and contact them if you need more advice. Well, that's it for our show today. Today, a special thank you to Dominic Caretzos from Get Mine Healthy Pleasure and to you for listening. And remember to sign up on sdc.com if you're looking for an open-minded online community to meet other sexy couples and people and find out where the events are happening near you. You can use promo code 30314 to get your first month free. You can check it out. And we have some great events and trips coming up. Next month, we'll be sailing on the Crystal Symphony cruise ship up to Alaska uh, with Luxury Lifestyle Vacations and Alaskan Splendor Lifestyle Cruise from June 17 to 24. And then in July, we're going to be with SDC and Cap Dag, the naked city in France, from July 2nd to 10th. Join us on this amazing lifestyle experience. Dominic, we hope you're going to be there as well. And, <laughs> I'm writing it down. <laughs> and then as the reigning queen and king 
of Naughty in New Orleans. We get to lead the parade down Bourbon oh, Street in the amazing city of New Orleans at this great convention, Naughty in New Orleans, July 25th to 29th, where Dominic is going to be coming as oh, well. Yeah. That would be great. I'll be right next to you with my phone bed. Oh, you, you know, you have to learn how to throw beads. There's a special way of throwing beads. There's thousands of people that watch the parade. Everybody, um, all the swingers get dressed or open-minded couples get dressed in white and we parade all all around the French Quarter is absolutely spectacular. And finally, we're gonna... I was a drum majorette. Maybe I can use that skill now at some point in my life. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. That would be fun. Just do it naked. That's all. Great. <laughs> 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 and we'll be joining the SDC cruise uh, December to, to Cuba, December 4 to 11, 2018. Uh, for more information on these trips or anything else, you can visit our website at thesexylifestyle.com or send us an email at ask at carolandavid.com. Join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, where we'll be talking with the amazing Dr. Megan Fleming, author of The Invisible Divorce, and she's going to be talking with us all about desire and sexual arousal. We are Carol and David, reminding you to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever.